Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Okay, thank you. Welcome for joining us. <laughs> I said that backwards. Welcome and thank you for joining us for Battle Ready. We are in Ephesians chapter 5 and we left off the last um, time we were here with Ephesians chapter 4 and we ended with these verses and I'm just going to read those as we start in. In chapter 4 verse 30 it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And now we're going to start into Ephesians chapter 5. Thank you for joining us. <clears throat> Go ahead, Laura. Okay, so that grieve in the Holy Spirit. Grieve is a strong word because mm -hmm. we use grieve to talk about the mourning or the loss of someone's life, someone mm -hmm. that we love. Mm -hmm. I can tell you what I know about grief. It's sneaky. It is sneaky. It, it, you, don't, you, don't say, you don't get up in the morning and think, I'm going to grieve today. You, you just go about your day trying to be as normal as possible, and then some crazy little thing comes in, and all of a sudden you find yourself full-on grieving, right? Correct. It's a heaviness you carry around with you, but it comes out in strange and bizarre ways. Mm -hmm. And I think when he's talking about not grieving the Holy Spirit, he's been talking about unity and how mm -hmm. it's been God's plan to put us all together in one family. And the purpose of our and gifts. And the purpose of the church is things. to be different than everybody else in the world. And by different, I mean love one another. Mm -hmm. Forgive one another, the things he's saying here. You know, there's a lot of self-help books about all of these things that we're going to talk about in this chapter. There's a lot of books about how you do this and how you be better at that and but the christian perspective is here well people will say no if i don't tell this person what i really think then you know they're just they're going to be hurt because they won't know the truth mm -hmm. about what they really are first number one nobody cares what you think mm -hmm. and number two it's not your job to tell everybody everything that you think is wrong with them or worse yet let god take care of that save the bad things about them when they're not around other people it's, it's like thanksgiving family holidays we all have envisioned this beautiful loving sharing giving norman rockwell picture <laughs> women like me and you watching and 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 you're if you're a man watching like your wife you may not know this but the last 48 hours have been exhausting because what we've had in our head is, I want to show my family how much I love them. I want them to experience every good thing I can possibly figure out how to do for them. I want there to be uh, harmony and, and, and unity and, and abundance. God has the same feeling. In His mm -hmm. church and His people, He wants them to feel welcome. Everybody has a seat at this table. Mm -hmm. All can come. And everybody's seat is equally valuable. And, we also, and I want and you we here. Say and that, you matter. Right? We say that. Right? But what happens is... Our human nature, which is a sin nature, we're born mm -hmm. with it, says, I want to make sure I get enough attention on me. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that these people know I'm a little cooler than that guy, mm -hmm. that I'm a little smarter than this lady, that mm -hmm. I'm a little more together than this person over mm -hmm. here. And then they'll really think well of me. We don't even think consciously what we're doing. We just so really, do it like grief. You do it without thinking about so it. So really that's exactly how Jesus acted? Yes? No. Well, <laughs> it is not. He didn't come and say, hey, I'm the Son of God. Pay attention. We spend a lot of time talking about this in here, but it is worth saying again, the greatest of all this never acted like it. Mm -hmm. He never lorded it over his friends. He, he never was. acted like, mm -hmm. you know, you guys need to 
to treat me a whole lot better. I can't believe you said that about me. Mm-hmm. Jesus, even with the Pharisees, was kind. Mm-hmm. He, he was honest. Mm-hmm. He was respectful. Mm-hmm. He was restrained. He you think about what about, he could mm-hmm. have done. What he could have said. But he was restrained in all that he did. And, you know, we are following him as dear children. That's what verse 1 says. Be, therefore, followers of God as dear children. And the first thing I want to talk to you about when I was thinking about this lesson is childhood is not the same as it used to be. <laughs> no, that's Because true. in the old world and in Paul's time, childhood was a very different enterprise than it is now. Mm-hmm. And let me just explain because I'm not the person that's going in the good old days and now we're in the awful. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it, it's completely different the way we look at it. Mm-hmm. We look at childhood as this time where they, they don't have responsibility, where we want to make sure that they are entertained they have everything we want to make sure that they never want for anything we want to make sure that they're always happy mm-hmm. you know like right now in our society there's a lot of abuse there's a lot of bad things happening to children so much but there's also a lot of idol worship with children there's mm-hmm. a lot of everything in our life is about making sure that they I'm come happy. first mm-hmm. right that mm-hmm. they have everything they want that's out of balance and wrong it's wicked actually mm-hmm. it is. It's and simple. it's and it's very destructive to children but in Paul's day Childhood didn't look like that. There were very few toys. There were very few amusements. I'm not saying kids didn't play. Kids have always been kids. I'm not saying parents didn't love them. Parents have always loved them. But as soon as a child was weaned, if it was a female child, she literally walked every step of the day with her mother. Except for just a few things, right? She she didn't do all the things her mother did, but she was watching. She saw what she, was going She on. was observing it. She was learning how to do it. So that's why the Bible says a male child, right? Following their father. He mm-hmm. may not be ready to do the carpentry work, but he's watching the carpentry work. Now, he's helping. He's gathering. He's sweeping. As soon as he's little, little enough to walk away from mama... He's learning. That's why the Bible says if you raise a child in the way you should go, when he's old, he he won't depart from you. You know why? Because it's become who he is. Mm -hmm. He's learned it from the minute he could look. And he has to what learn. you're supposed but to be. But he has to learn the good and the bad, right? Well, he I can't mean, help but learn the good and the bad because the parents learning, are good and bad, right? But if you're learning, you have to learn the both. You and do? I don't know if you remember, but there used to be a commercial. This is tell, this will date me. It's being very old. But there used to be a commercial a long, long time ago when I was a kid, <laughs> back when the wagons roamed the West, of a little boy who sits down beside his father, and every time, everything his father does, he did. So if his father picked up a book, he picked up a book. If his father crossed his leg over <coughs> <laughs> he'd do the same thing and the the gist of it was the dad picks up a cigarette and and they you know they want to make the point that this child watching is you. watching everything you do we have lost that we're made we, like that because now we've got our eyes on other things we're not we're not right? involved in that child's life from that infancy we hand them something else to look at Mm-hmm. Don't get offended. I'm not the person telling you never to play on the uh, device or watch TV. I'm not that person telling you you're going to go to hell if you are on the internet. I'm not that person. I'm, I'm telling you I'm not that we put their eyes on other things. That wasn't the way it was. And the day that he's talking about this example, this word picture for what mm-hmm. we're supposed to do as young Christians, their eyes were on their parents. Mm-hmm right? Mm -hmm. And they were focused in because that's what you were supposed to do. There wasn't a daycare center to take your kid to. There wasn't, uh, your child was learning how to be you eventually Mm -hmm. to walk like you. So when he says, be you followers of God as dear children, I'm supposed to be looking at the Lord. 
And seeing. My vision, my purpose, my focus mm-hmm. is the Lord. Mm-hmm. How would he handle that situation? When he encountered people like this, what did he say? Well, now, right? now don't forget in just my little inserting a little comment here. If we have not if we are not raising our children to do that, we are not if we are not raising our children to watch our examples and to see how things should be, when you are following Christ, if it's not convenient, how am I going to do that? Right? We we are setting them up to fail in some respects. If I don't like that, or I mean, how many parents do that? If I don't like it, I'm just going to go forward with that. Right? We're setting them up. Because we're human and we're lazy and it's hard. We're setting them up. Nobody, and that, it's a lot easier to check out than to check in. And I'm talking to me. It's easier to like pull away. And just let it be. And just, and just let them do what they want to do than it is to engage. Engaging is exhausting. Mm-hmm. It, but, it, but it was designed not to be done in these just huge fits and spurts. But continually, from the time mm-hmm. they're little till they're big, so that it's just like weightlifting or anything else you do that is strenuous like that. You build up the mm-hmm. ability to do what you're supposed to do, and engaging with your kids is the same way, mm-hmm. right? You're building mm-hmm. up that relationship, that bond, so they look at you and they know this is how an adult acts, mm-hmm. and this is why they do it. Mm-hmm. This is why. Here's we the act part. This way. Here's the bad part of that warning: when they look at you and you blow it. What we've forgotten from childhood to adulthood is that humbling of admitting that we're wrong mm-hmm. and being able to go on from that and so not there's two dwell things. on it. Because the we humbling, think we've got to be perfect. The humbling and admitting when you're wrong and the sometimes you do a lot of things in your life that are, it's kind of a, I don't, that's not the right word, but it's kind of a self-denial. It's not because it benefits me so much, it benefits somebody else. We've lost that ability. I have four kids, I've done a lot of correcting. I had two. (laughs) I've done a lot of correcting. And what's the wonderful, graceful, beautiful thing about children when he tells you to be a follower like children is, yes, when you first correct your child, there's anger there. Mm -hmm. They they don't like that. They're human beings just like you are. They don't like it. But a child will forgive you. Mm -hmm. A child will acknowledge it. They'll come to you and say, you know what, you were right about that. Sometimes, not all the time. Mm -hmm. And they will forgive you and go on in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Adults are so sure that we can get it all together perfectly that when we are corrected by the holy spirit or by another christian when we're corrected we get very how dare you say that to me why you do this and this and this and this why you're guilty of this i've seen you and all of that is is hurting you and hurting them and is nothing at all can right? I, it's, it's can I love share something that came from my daily Bible reading to today? This, yeah. is, this just came from, I was in Numbers. I'm in Numbers reading through my daily Bible reading. And I'll just give it to you in a synopsis, but this is what it reminds me of. The children of Israel send out the spies, right? They mm-hmm. send them out and two come back. Everybody knows that story. Joshua and Caleb come back and they say we can take it. And the rest of the ten say, no, we can't. And then Moses says, you know, they start whining and complaining, my words. And God says, well, you're not going in. 20 years old and up, you're going to die in the wilderness. You're not going to go into the promised land. This is the consequences of how you acted. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't really notice until today was that the children said... Okay, well, we'll go now. Well, they, no, they, no, they said, well, who do you think you are? <coughs> right. You know, God brought us out here. Mm-hmm. So, Moses, I mean, you might say that, but... We're going to go anyway. Watch. Don't tell yeah. me what to do. Don't tell me what to don't do. Don't tell me what to do. And I'm going to go out. And he says, don't go out because you're not. God's not with you on this. They're not. You're going to get your gonna hat gonna handed with, to you. You're going to get your... It's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And they do it anyway because anybody can talk to God, right? Anybody can. It don't, right. have, don't have to follow your... Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are? And I thought about that all morning, and I thought, you know what? How many times in our lives do we do that? encourage that? 
right? There is some authority, and this I think sure. I think Ephesians chapter five is all about authority. Submission it is. is not. It's not you're weaker and you're lesser and you're this. It's about who are you following and and how do you react to that? But to the point you're making. Like, yes, we're going to get into each of these relationships where there is authority. Mm -hmm. But the first one is keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on Christ because if you do that, the rest of that's going to be a piece of cake. If you are acting the way Jesus acted, that's Mm -hmm. why he came, to show you the perfect example, the perfect Mm -hmm. model, the perfect man, which you will never be. Mm -hmm. But if you're keeping your eyes on him and striving to answer the way he would answer, to feel about people the way he felt about people, you're going to have a lot less trouble Mm -hmm. with the the following verses. That's not going to be... There's so many people with issues with the verses in chapter 5. There are. You don't have to have issues with the verses if you get verse 1. And... Verse 1 says, watch me. And... Right? This is how I do it. And this is... And I think it's gracious of Paul to write this to open-ended letter to all the churches because my point in that story in Numbers is this isn't new. No. This is, again, human nature who's always been that way. I don't want you to be my boss. You're not going to tell me what to do. Yes, I am. And when they go up and fight anyway, consequences are not Consequences removed. are they lost. And they, you know, some mm-hmm. of them died because they thought, I can do it just as good as he can. I don't need you to tell me what mm-hmm. to do. Right? Right. And then here we are. Be ye, therefore, followers of God as, as dear, dear children. children. Not children I'm just not just that his I don't child. Like. I'm, I'm a his dear. dear child. <laughs> I'm dear to him. I'm precious to him. Mm-hmm. In other words, he's inviting me. That's the point I wanted to make. He's inviting me into what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And he's already said that in the last few chapters. Mm -hmm. He did. God has a purpose. He created you for good works. Mm -hmm. You're not saved by your good works by any means. But he saved you for you to do good works. And he he knew those things he wanted you to do before the world was made, he said in a previous chapter, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is the the reason you're here. Mm -hmm. But he says to you, don't worry about missing it or messing up because you're my dear child. I'm pulling you up close to Mm -hmm. me to look. And what I'm doing, you do. Mm-hmm. Right? And Whatever how, it is I'm about, you be about. And what would we do for right? our children when they when you tell when you have to correct? And I don't know. I'm I'm surprised at how many parents don't feel like they can say no to their children. You can say no. Because and you it, can say it in love. You, you don't, don't want to be the one they are mad at. You don't want to be the one that's unpopular. You don't want to be the one all the other parents are letting them do it according to my kids. Right? <laughs> all the other moms say yes. Right? So Watch. why are you? My grandmother would say if they jumped off a bridge, would you follow? I know, but yeah. with my kids it's always like, Why do you always have to be the odd one out? Why do yeah. you always have to be the one that says no when everybody else says yes? And I do explain, but not always. Sometimes I just, well, that's how it is. Sometimes I explain my reasoning. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because what they really want is just a yes. And later on, sometimes they agree. Later on, sometimes they don't. But I have to be willing, and God is willing. Mm-hmm. He's the example. He's willing For you to, to stomp you. your little feet and get mad. Mm-hmm. And I've got to let you. And to suffer your consequences. And when, when the consequences come, and mm-hmm. still love you. And st- you know, the thing about them losing that battle, mm-hmm. as, as he takes them back into the wilderness, he feeds them on manna. He does. Their clothes don't wear out. Their the shoes, shoes don't, don't wear, wear out. Mm-hmm. He's with them in presence in the tabernacle the whole time. What I'm them. saying is, no matter what, <clears throat> he still loves his them. His presence is mm-hmm. among them. He, he doesn't leave them or forsake mm-hmm. them. But consequences are consequences. They are. Life is like that. And you may, and if you don't teach your children that there are consequences to their actions they'll destroy themselves then, and you then you haven't done a very good job as a parent right mm-hmm. you have to be able to say we don't none of us want to that. think that our kids would lie 
-hmm. None of us want to think that our kids would go behind our backs and do something. No, none of us want to think those things. Did you lie? <laughs> Did you go behind your parents' backs and do things you shouldn't do? Did you have wrong-headed thinking when you were in? Guess what? So do they. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world, but it has to be something you're willing to, has to be addressed. speak to mm -hmm. and address. But also say, here, come and see the way I'm trying to do it. Mm -hmm. Right? Here's what I'm trying to do. Well, and, and look at verse 2. And verse 2 says, and walk in love. Yeah. as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. A sacrificial love means I'm willing mm -hmm. to not be your favorite person. I'm willing to take You know, you said he anger. talked well to the Pharisees. He did, but he, he called did. it straight. No, he did. He always told the truth. I mean, he called it but straight. But he could have struck them with lightning. He, he could, could have he could called have. them down with illness. He right. could have punished them in some way. They deserve punishment talking to their they God did. that way. He could have snapped but his fingers and got rid of all of them. But instead, he was long-suffering with them. He was patient. He was loving. He answered their questions. And at the cross, he says, forgive right. them. They don't Absolutely. even know what they're doing. Right? They don't know what they're doing. He sacrificed himself. He sacrificed the authority to destroy things that are going against him mm -hmm. and allowed him his own physical body to be destroyed in order to save them and walk in love i'm just saying walk in love let's talk about that i know that this was i think all mothers i hope all mothers have this in them i know there's a lot of abuse a lot of i keep thinking like there's people that are listening that did not experience what i'm about to tell you but i don't is there a more sacrificial love than the love of a mother she will do without so you can have mm -hmm. she she will I'm just, I, I have experienced the fact that mm -hmm. you would rather your kids be happy than you be happy. You'd rather mm -hmm. them have than you have, mm -hmm. right? Not all mothers are like that. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But there is in that natural affection of a mother, mm -hmm. right? That protectiveness that I'm going and to. And I want them to have the best mm -hmm. that there is. They and don't mine, think that. They think you're what, keeping them from the best Even better than is. that is my child is yeah. fine. They are the best there is. There is nobody so better than this one, so right? So happy with them. How could, can you imagine God mm -hmm. looking at us and saying that Laura she he, she's mine and I, I am she is the best there is and we're sitting here with all these self doubt doubts about knowing what we aren't the right? sacrifice a, a husband and a father makes when he has to get out of bed and he has to go to yeah. work he has to separate himself from the family he has to earn that living he has to take everything that he earned Those that he'd like to keep for himself and give them to you mm -hmm. you know what I mean the the there's a lot of sacrifice mm -hmm. in a mother and a father that's why we're looking at the family right here mm -hmm. and we're thinking okay Christ sacrificed for me what did he not lay down he laid down heaven. He laid down the glories of heaven. He laid down his right to the throne, his right to authority and kingship. To he, put on flesh that To put pain. on flesh that hurt. <laughs> that felt pain. That so that I sad. can be okay. Mm -hmm. So that I don't have to hurt. He, he, all that his sacrificial love, he said, now look at me. Be a part of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. We don't like that thought. We don't. Modern psychology, modern counselors, and I, they're good things, but modern psychology will tell you that you don't have to lay yourself down to love someone else, but the Bible says you do. Mm -hmm. The Bible says you're going to have to stop thinking of yourself number one. All the time, and everything. Think, and think of someone mm -hmm. else besides yourself. First of all, Christ, and then second of all, the people he's placed in your life to love. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds counterintuitive. That is when you That's will be able point. to love yourself. As he, if you only think point. of you, it's not really love. You'll destroy yourself. You'll destroy every relationship you have mm -hmm. if you put yourself first. And and we know this is true. We see it happen over and over and over. Now, but we don't believe it. We think you're we still can that, get away with it. We're not talking about abusive situations where no. you're not allowed. No, nobody should be. I'm talking about you're just talking getting about your mind and heart off of yourself and constantly. onto the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
and on to the people he's put in your life to love so that you can be free to love. Because mm-hmm. right? the more you give, the more you get back, mm-hmm. right? That's true. And the truth Seems of this like is... Seems like we're going to mess it up. We think they're going to take advantage of me if I do that. They're going to... Remember, we didn't say sacrifice truth. We didn't mm-hmm. say no. walk in an ignorant way. We said, look at what Christ or did. Christ didn't sacrifice way. the ch- no. truth. God, mm-hmm. he, did, he held what was true up for everyone to see, and yet he laid down himself for the benefit of another. Mm-hmm. Right? That is the sacrifice. That is the big That's sacrifice. That's what makes a church. That's and, what makes a family. And it says, and walk in love. Love is not emotional flowers and unicorns and balloons. It's not, I, I will... It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. There are feelings associated with love, but love is not a feeling. Love's an action. Mm-hmm. And it's written of as an action in the New Testament. It's not written of as a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's written of, they will know you by your love. How are they going to know you if they don't see what you do? Mm-hmm. And right? sometimes They're going to see your painful. action. <coughs> it costs painful. you. Mm-hmm. Because you give of yourself. It costs you. Right? You give up. Right? Right. I'm walking love as Christ who hath loved us. And there is no doubt that he did that, right? And hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But, now here's the opposite of this. These are the things, these are the actions that all, if you're watching television right now or if you've been watching television today, all of your TV stations and all of your romance novels and all of your modern fiction Everybody says, you know, read books. It'll make you greater. Some of them will, some of them you won't. Um, All these things that you're reading will tell you that these things on this list are the things to do if you really want to enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. And that anybody that would tell you not to do it is keeping you from, they're they're They're, chaining you up. They're they're keeping you from being free. They're Mm old-fashioned. They're a little too strict. They're Before uh, we even get to it, I want to talk about one of them. One of them, I think, is so funny because this is a very serious list. We talk about adultery mm-hmm. and fornication. We talk about idol worship mm-hmm. and all this stuff. There's one of them on this list, I think, that is very easy to overlook and I think is very interesting to me. And one of them is, like, jesting. Mm-hmm. These filthy jokes. Mm-hmm. Unclean jokes. jokes. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about that. I said, you know, Christians get accused of not having a sense of humor. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes they walk around like, you know, they've been permanently Botoxed and they can't possibly <laughs> laugh or smile. That, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's right? what it says. The, and the it says joy laughter, of the Lord. And it says, laughter, laughter doth, doth good, good like a medicine. medicine. Mm-hmm. God is not expecting you to walk around like some. Zombie. It would be so counterintuitive to meet the God of the universe and act like you have no joy in your life. He came to give you joy unspeakable and, and full, full of glory. glory. Yes. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the filthy and sinful humor that is so pervasive in our culture today and that Christians all too often are a part of. I'm gonna give you just one example I thought of and then you can talk about mm-hmm. whatever you're thinking about it too. Mm-hmm. But I thought there's so many people that say really hurtful things and laugh at the end. Mm-hmm. So then you can't be mad because it was just a joke. They were just kidding. Mm-hmm. I mean, are, are you ta- are, surely you didn't take that seriously. Right. And that's called a double entendre, right? That's <laughs> right. called well, saying something yeah. one way but meaning another. And you're like, well, you and just can't are, take a joke. You're but, overly sensitive. But there are people who are masters oh, of sure. this who know exactly how to jab and cut, and they're playing, what's the matter? <laughs> I you know can remember several people. It says don't do that. <laughs> it says don't do that. Well, or, well, you Why? Know. 
Why does it? Why would we not do that? Put down humor. I hate put down humor. Put down humor. We're like, oh, come on. Surely you can take a joke. But what they're really saying is what they want to tell you. Mm-hmm. They, what they want to say There's about that. There's always a little bit of truth in that humor. But if they laugh at the end, then it's okay to say it. Here's why Christians shouldn't do it. Because it's, it's not love. It's not love. And you know what? And put down humor. I, and I'm, I'm partial to this. I really, really do not like put down. I've, I've seen people who could do that. And you don't even realize, because maybe I'm just that dumb, but you don't even realize till a few minutes later they meant you, right? <laughs> you know, they, mm-hmm. they're talking to you. I hate that. I don't like put-down humor. I don't think that way. So it takes me a minute, but then when I do get it, my heart is crushed. And I'll tell you why people do it. It's extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. It is. You control the room when you're doing that. And you're it, reminding All human them. being, human yep. flesh wants to be in control, wants to be yep. in power instead yes. of God. Yep. And we think, like, if I'm running that room with that kind of humor and I'm putting everybody in their place, well, I, I'm in the place of God. I'm making judgments. Mm-hmm. I'm superior to everybody in this room. I can make sure everybody knows that they got to fear mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. They have to be under my control. I'm telling you, that has no place in a Christian's it vocabulary. Humor, yes. Jokes, yes. As long Joy, as everybody's in on it, yes. it's funny, truly funny, yes. But the but humor not to hurt. that is degrading, the humor that is to seek control and power and, and to hurt and to harm. He, he tells you right here, don't, don't do, do that. It. You need to put this away. So so let's read. I'm supposed so to follow God. I'm supposed to, the opposite of following him and behaving like him is, is this list. Three. So here's your list. But fornication, sex with anyone outside of marriage, and all uncleanness or covetousness. And don't you think it's interesting that covetousness is included with uncleanness? Okay, so here we are on the other side of, of the law. Here mm-hmm. we are full-fledged in grace. And Paul has spent chapters telling us that we're saved by grace yep. through faith. That yep. out of ourselves it's a gift yep. of God. So then we have this uncleanness. Unclean is a word tied to the law. Mm-hmm. You do something to become spiritually unclean. He's not talking about being dirty. Mm-mm. He's no. talking about like physically dirty. He's talking about being spiritually dirty. Mm-hmm. But he says, you know what? The things that God has said are good are the things you should be pursuing. The mm-hmm. things that God has said are bad, even them. though I'm not under the law, are the things I should be walking away from and avoiding. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be looking just like the world. As a matter of fact, the actual command is to be absolutely the opposite. The church of God should stand out like a sore thumb, mm-hmm. like an oasis, mm-hmm. like something completely different people haven't encountered. Mm-hmm. Right, And, and part of that is not being unclean. And, it, and again, I know we said this the last time we were together, and I know we missed last week, and I apologize for that, but it is absolutely the opposite. And really and truly, it is absolutely the opposite of everything you're taught by worldly people. Mm-hmm. They tell you along, to walk along. into that room and be in command yep. and be mm-hmm. in charge and take order and you're the leader and you do this. And people should do what you say because, you, you know, Jesus was a leader, but not like he that. never had to tell everybody, I'm the leader, do what I say, you know, kind of. And it's the same way with this stuff. Fornication, uncleanness, covetousness. Those aren't new things, right? They're all through the Old Testament. And it about covetousness, look at the warning. Let it not be once named among not you. We even don't even once. talk about it. Don't it does we don't not even become talk saints. when's the last sermon you've heard on covetousness? We don't even, but he's like not one time. And what does the world say? If you don't have this, then you're not Covetous prosperous. Means if you don't when have I this, look at somebody and say, It is not fair. That they have that and I don't. So we're going to change the whole world for me because if that's if they've got it, I should don't. Be then made we should fair. make it fair. And and God's saying to you, if you're watching me, then you know I treat each of my children mm-hmm. individually, 
personally. Yes. You have a personal relationship with me. You are like Jesus Christ. Think about it. He's the Son of God mm-hmm. born in a manger. Mm-hmm. He didn't get special treatment. No. Do you he know what I mean? to shepherds that it, nobody he, wants he's, to with. He goes right? and talks to women at the well that no one else will speak to in the right. middle of the day because he's he doesn't elevate himself to some higher position. So and look you at should me. Covet I'm me. the king. And when he comes in he as a king, salvation. he ro- rides in on, on a, a donkey. donkey. Right? He yeah. doesn't. I mean, it's not like the steed that he's going to come back on. He says right? in one place, if you're invited to a party, don't seek, seek the best seat in the house. <laughs> don't go right up and sit at the table of the guy who invited you. But seek a lowly seat. Put others ahead of yourself. And then if they come and get you, what an honor. Yeah, what an honor. Right, but what a, what a humiliation if they ask you to go sit down somewhere else. Because you're in the wrong place. Place. Go over because there. there's somebody more important than you. Mm-hmm. That humbling, again, but back to the correcting not, and humbling. But that is not how the it's world humbling. teaches it. What you want, you deserve, you right. should get. You shouldn't be But in the church of else. God, covetous not, ought not to be once named among us. Mm-hmm. Never should and come you out of your mouth. That. Why do they have that and I don't? Well, when you that. say that, you're saying, God, what you've supplied for me is not is enough. Not enough. Mm-hmm. You're not doing a good job being God. Uh-huh. And I feel cheated. Or it's right? not I deserve more things. It can be uh, <coughs> what you got. You can sing and she can't sing, but they want to hear them sing all the time. How come they want to hear them? I'm the one that can sing or, or speak or teach or... It's not necessarily just things. It's whatever God mm-hmm. has allowed you to have. And doesn't he allow us to have what we have so we can use that? To his glory, maybe he knows that your talent should be this. Maybe, and, and you know, I mean, should of course, he shouldn't does. he yeah. know that? But we get desirous of, well, they don't let me preach, or they don't let me talk, or they don't let me. You know what I mean? We got to be careful what we covet. We can covet a lot of things, not just material things. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Not convenient. Not. I love that he gives you the problem and the solution. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's your habit to be one of those people that likes to control the room with, with cut down and slicing humor. A clever wit can be a good thing or can be a really hurtful thing. Maybe that's your your pattern. Maybe you saw that and that's very easy for you. That's your way. He said, well, here's maybe. how you change it up. Instead of that being on your lips, give thanks. Mm-hmm. Be th- try to be thankful for everything in the room because it's going to be a habit. You've got to break. you got to put these things down and put these pick these other things up. And thankfulness is something you can train yourself mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. It's not automatic that you look around you and thank God for the things that are all around you and are blessings already. But once you do, how much better is life? If you're thankful... It'll change everything. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right? It'll change absolutely I'm thinking everything. about the word. It says neither filthiness. So we know we're t- still talking about sexual things that aren't appropriate. But then it says not foolish talking nor jesting. And we we have defined that. I do think that is put down Again, humor in that jesting. But word foolish of, talking can also be. The word of a fool is a, a person is a fool if they say in their there heart is there no is no God. God. Mm-hmm. So your conversation. Yes. Think about that. That's, is that's a, where I was going. Is of a person who doesn't know God. Mm-hmm. So if I'm listening to you talk and I can't tell you're a Christian, I can't tell there's a difference now, in wait. you. No wait. That's no. foolish talk. So here's the thing. So we don't need the conversation of these and thous and you know, that's it not what I mean. That's not what we're talking about, right? There's a completely different point of view. But uh, but also if you're sitting there listening and talking and you're just waiting to stir up trouble or you're just taking something in, 
I, and the reason I say this is because I, I'm, I've been guilty of it myself. And, you, and you're finding fault with the situation before it ever gets done. You're already starting down the wrong line, right? You're, mm-hmm. It's not put down humor because you're not saying it out loud. But you can't wait till the next person you tell so you can point out the flaw that someone else had or someone else did. That was a hard lesson for me. That was something I had to learn. And it's not good because I didn't like put down humor at all. But I don't, you don't always realize that you're kind of doing the same thing when you're looking for that fault when someone else, I mean, you're not, you're not being gracious or graceful or not even loving when you're waiting to pick apart. So you can just say something that's mm-hmm. derogatory about <clears throat> something that just happened or someone. First five is the why. Like mm-hmm. if you want to know why, we're not going to talk filthy. We're not going to talk foolish like someone who doesn't know the Lord or make those inappropriate comments. Mm-hmm. For this you know. That no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man. Who what a it? list. Yeah, right. To be in the same, nor covetous man, who is an idolater. You think, I don't, I'm going to bow down to a false god. That's idolatry. Mm-hmm. Worshiping Satan is idolatry. And he puts on that same list, the covetous, covetous man. Mm-hmm. That's how serious God mm-hmm. takes it. And he said, not one time let it be named among you. Mm-hmm. And then he says, this is equal to mm-hmm. these other things. And this person who says, God is not treating me fair. God has got a better deal with that guy. I wish he he didn't have that and I had it. That person, God's put on a, that's a terrible standard Mm -hmm. that he set right there. Mm -hmm. And when I say terrible, causing terror, Mm -hmm. that we would think that way. He Mm -hmm. wants you to think like a child of God. In other words, you've already inherited it all in Christ. And you're supposed to act like it. But it says, for this ye know that none of these, it says, no hath an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. You ain't getting in. You don't get there. This You don't have any inheritance if you are a whoremonger or unclean person or covetous man. That doesn't mean those idolater. people can't be saved. No. That means you can't stay in that sin. Mm-mm. you got to leave it. that out and be made brand new. And he's going to mm-hmm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. You're going to be made a brand new man with a brand new life and a brand new perspective. Mm-hmm. The problem is you're still running around an old body. Mm-hmm. And that body has old habits. Like we said, you can pick up good things from your parents. You can pick up bad things, not blaming them for everything. But yep. you, it's going to take a while to switch over and, in and, your thinking. And maybe that's a good point to talk about for a minute. Yeah. No matter what your parents were, at some point, you answer for yourself. I, I Absolutely, you answer for yourself, and especially as a believer in God, because you've been made brand new and been given the Holy Spirit to guide you, you know. You can say, well, I didn't even know this was wrong. Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit will tell you it's wrong. Mm -hmm. You just have to turn off the rest of the noise and listen. And you don't, and that's where we we don't don't like to do that. We don't like to turn off the noise. Just like our kids have to turn off the noise and listen. Mm -hmm. So So verse 6, it says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Vain is empty. Mm-hmm. Vain is the, the empty moralizing, the empty sermonizing, the dead spiritual teaching that you've gotten. Right? And he said, they'll Vain. make you feel like everything's okay. You don't have to put these things down. You know what? You're fine the way you are. Um, mm-hmm. There's no growth that needs to take place in the Christian life. Just, you know. Don't worry about anything. Those vain and empty words are empty. Paul said, I'm telling you the truth. There's, there's some work for you to do. Mm-hmm. Not work to be saved. 
Work because you're saved. Mm -hmm. Work to show that you're mm -hmm. a child of God. And as a child of God, you're supposed to be modeling your life after the Father mm -hmm. and after His Son. I'm mm -hmm. supposed to be looking at Him, and I can't do all the work He does, but I can sweep the, sweep the workshop, mm -hmm. and I can show up and watch, and I can keep my mouth shut when I'm supposed to learn. Right? right, just like that childhood of those years ago, that's my relationship with Christ now. I'm watching what He's doing. Mm -hmm. and, and when I get an opportunity to do something to help the Father, to help the Son, I need to be engaged in that, mm -hmm. right? And the Holy Spirit gives me the power to do it. Mm -hmm. And it also tells you to be, be careful how you uh, speak to someone that you're engaging with because consider yourself. Mm -hmm. What have you done? What have you mm -hmm. been involved in? How do you how do you help? And you, no man let no man deceive you with vain words, empty words, words that are just spoken platitudes. They sound good. Mm -hmm. They they but they're are, empty. And if we're not careful, religious religion. I've said this creates a lot of vain words. I've said this before on the podcast. I'm sorry if you've already heard this a million times, but in the book of Job, when you have his friends, you know mm -hmm. they pontificate and talk and talk and talk for all these chapters and they say the most religious and wonderfully moral things that they say mm -hmm. to Job and I, I have heard sermons preached out of the book of Job that are quoting the bad guys mm -hmm. <clears throat> because it sounds good Mm -hmm. And, and so, God tells them in the end, you don't even know what you're talking you gave about. Bad advice. You gave that's what bad he tells them. You have no clue what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Those. That's what he's talking. Don't let anybody deceive you with just these empty garbage words. They sound so religious. They sound so good, but they don't line up with the you word know, of God. We had a conversation you and I not too long ago about vain words that were spoken, and you don't even realize sometimes how those words stick right mm -hmm. so probably 40 years after these words were spoken I said to you well someone told me you can't do this because how can you be forgiven for what and it was like and I went and what did I say to you that's garbage and as I, and even as I said it now knowing now yeah. what I know it was like wait a minute I've held that thought in my brain all this time and that doesn't even make sense according to what that's the not what the Bible says, says. <laughs> but we can do those vain words can stick or mm -hmm. you can't be saved you're not smart enough <laughs> or you can't get to heaven because look what you did or you those come straight from Satan right that just comes straight from him those right. vain words come straight because it takes you you're not really gonna die you know you're not the, the same same kind of thing don't you think be not therefore partakers with them. For heaven's sake, don't repeat them. Mm -hmm. you got to fight when you hear them. Don't yeah, repeat them. Don't repeat them. Don't That's repeat right. them to other people. Now, For we talk. were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Walk as children of light. He said those things made sense when you were walking around blind. You didn't know any better, but you've been saved. You know better. Mm -hmm. You've seen Jesus. Talk like that. Mm -hmm. Act mm -hmm. like that. Believe and that. And haven't you watched him work? I mean, haven't yes. you seen God work in people's lives? I, and, and I can't believe what he's doing and how he's able. And when you step back and mm -hmm. take yourself out of it, like, really, you didn't have anything to do with that. He is very well and very capable of handling things without I have said help. before in praise, ignorant, God, I never dreamed you'd be able to do that. Turn mm -hmm. that person around. Well, that's amazing what you can do. You know, and mm -hmm. why am I amazed? Because I'm just still learning. But God is amazing what mm -hmm. he'll do. He, and he's, a, he's light. And, and I'm you, a child of the light. And if you... If you recognize that mm -hmm. again like we say just about every and i'm sorry again if we say this a lot it ain't about you mm -mm. it's about him yeah and when we get our eyes off of us and get on him we see things 
we're dear verse, children. We're children. Uh, I know. Of the I love light. it that we're dear children. Dear children and children of the for, light. Verse eight. You said, "For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord." Not on your own, walk but in the Lord, walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Fruit of the Spirit, want to go on and talk about that for a minute? I want to talk about verse 10 with it. Okay, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. I like the word proving because it's a legal term. It means mm -hmm. demonstrating without a shadow of a doubt. You are demonstrating and knowing. So if, if I prove something in a court of law, I've given you the logical foundation, which means it's irrefutable truth. So what is the irrefutable truth that we have? I, the, the fruit of the Spirit, the goodness and the righteousness that we get when we watch Christ, the truth that we get to, from Christ. When we try it out, it won't fail. We are so afraid it's going to fail. We hear these things that we're supposed to love people. We're supposed to forgive people. We're supposed to be gracious to people. We're supposed to be inviting people. We think, well, what happens if I try that and everything goes south? It doesn't work out. I get taken advantage of. I get mistreated. I get, you know, we're so worried that it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm telling you with irrefutable truth. Mm -hmm. This will stand when the world's on fire, this truth. Mm -hmm. it, when I'm doing that, I am proving that what God said is always right. Mm -hmm will always work, is always true, is always good. You can trust in it. We can't say, I trust the Lord and then, but I'm not going to do what he said because I don't think he quite understands my situation. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think he's met this person I have to deal with because he wouldn't ask if me to forgive her if he knew her. Uh -huh. In this particular case, you see, I can't do what God said because if I do that, I'm going to be taken advantage of. I'm going to be hurt. And I'm telling you, you are proving that God is true when you obey what he says and it becomes becomes obvious that it works. Mm -hmm. That's true. It becomes obvious. It becomes a demonstration of the goodness of God. But that does not mean when I do these things, God says, everybody's going to treat me well and I'm never going to have any problems. It means that in my problems, God is going to prove that what he said is right and that it's obviously right through my life mm -hmm. and my words and my actions. It's going to be the witness. Everybody says, what would I say to people? You know, I don't know what to say to bring people into church or to witness to them. Your life is your witness. Believing what God says is your witness. Mm -hmm. When your life shows that what he said you're going to do, when people are making fun of you, telling you you don't have to, telling you it's unnecessary, telling you you're taking it too far, but you do it anyway. Mm -hmm. You're demonstrating and knowing. Mm -hmm. And there is And that God meant that. what he said. Mm -hmm. And there is reward for that. Um, in Romans, I just want to read what Paul said. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. And I, 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 I say this, and I know I've said it 17 times, feels like every time we've talked. You don't realize how conformed to the world you are until you start breaking down these sentences and start realizing that everything that society is saying, this has to be, and God we got to do no. this. And God's saying, that's not the way I want mm -mm. this done. This isn't the way it works. It says, verse 2 of Romans chapter 12, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? How do I transform myself? It says, by the renewing of my mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Just exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. When you do it, His way, 
It shows. It, it, it's proving. It's the testimony. It is, it is you are the witness. Mm-hmm. You are the person who's showing this is how we got and here. And I'm going to tell you, sadly, when you say you believe him and you don't, mm-hmm. and the world sees that you don't by your actions, you're a bad witness. Mm-hmm. You're a t- you are the, per- the person watching you says, I don't need to come to Jesus. She does things exactly like mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. She handles it exactly like I handle it. Mm-hmm. And the truth is you're not, you're not demonstrating. You're not showing and knowing Mm-mm. that what God says is true and powerful because you're afraid he's going to be wrong. We won't say that out loud, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. We're afraid that if I do that, is he I'll able? look foolish. Is he capable? Right? Can he I'll, really take care I of it? I won't be able to get on top of the situation like I feel I need to be on top of it. But I'm telling you, you can trust him. And if you think about it, and you have done it, if you have ever just said, I, I don't really know what to do about this, so God, I, I want you to help me. And I've, you know, I've had that a lot in the last year. I don't know what to do about this. I, I, I don't know. Help me to be smart. Show me what I need to do. And then something happens and it just fixes that. Demonstrates it. But it doesn't just always. I mean, sometimes there's things I have to do and there's, you know, money you have to spend. And he's still right. But he still does take care of things and we still get it done. Don't, I don't want to leave off what the fruit of the spirit is because it says here, uh, goodness and righteousness are truth. And they're outward evidence of the fruit of the Spirit. So over in Galatians in chapter 5, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, ready, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Keep going. And then I turn the page. (laughs) There's meekness, temperance, and it says, Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affliction of affections and lust if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit let us not be desirous of vain glory don't we want that we want everybody to think we're great empty glory we want everybody to think we're great but we're, it means we're good nothing. but it doesn't mean anything provoking one another envying one another envy's in there a lot and envy and covetousness yeah. is the same thing hand in hand it's in there and if you don't be careful it takes root and you don't even realize what mm-hmm. the real root of the problem is Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord is verse 10. And verse 11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. In other words, you, there are things that you know as a Christian you not only need to not be engaged in, you don't need to be talking about, you don't need to be hanging out with, you don't need to associate with, and you're like, but I'm gonna be left out. I'm gonna be the one person mm-hmm. that's not in on this. You're mm-hmm. right, you're correct, you are. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a witness. Not that you're being nasty to people or you're being hateful to people, but that you're speaking the truth about things that need to be spoken, and you are separating yourself from behavior that dishonors God. If you're not any different, why would they look to you for answers? Mm-hmm. If you act just like the world and you're you're in all the vain and empty and dark places of this world, no different than anybody else that doesn't know Christ, mm-hmm. what a dishonor and a disservice that is to your maker. Honestly, you need to be separate from that. Drop it. Mm-hmm. Drop it. Walk mm-hmm. out of it. Walk away from it. So... I'm, I'm stuck. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm kind of going and down And people say, but hole. I thought I was supposed to let my light shine. That's how you let your light shine. Mm-hmm. You don't become entangled and engaged with things that you know okay. are an affront and an offense to Christ and say, well, I'm just going along so I can be the one Christian there. No, stop. 
stop. You're supposed to be separate from those things. And here Paul says this back in the in back in Galatians where we're talking about the fruit of the spirit. And he says the flesh lust lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary it's a war to one to the other so that you cannot do the things you would the things you want to do you're not going to be able to do you're going to have to settle that right crucifixion hurts it says and if you be led (laughs) of the spirit ye are not under the law but listen to what it says the works of the flesh are the works and this this when you just think about when you think about the prevalence of all of this around you think of what they are it says they are adultery fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, which is worshiping anything other than God, witchcraft, which is witchcraft can be, there's a word that is related to it that deals with being on drugs, but it is using other spiritual powers, other Mm -hmm. spiritual forces Mm -hmm. to get things you want in life instead of seeking God's will. Anything else that replaces God in your health Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's spiritual. Hatred. Yeah. Hatred. I just don't like it. Hatred. I want people to be destroyed. Variance. Variance is when you are one thing here and you are completely the other thing here. Mm-hmm. And then over here you're indifferent in person entirely. And you have to keep track of it all. It's very complicated. But you don't stay steadfast in what you say and believe and are. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you just change with the weather. Variance. Emulations. Wrath. Strife. Seditions. I just want to fuss about everything. Um seditions is revolution mm-hmm. i'm going to give i'm going to throw over the powers that be because i don't like the way they're doing I don't things do i'd do it way. better mm-hmm. yeah heresies yeah um envyings again envying in the middle of all these things that mm-hmm. seem so much worse than yeah. envying murders drunkenness revelings and such like of the which i tell you before as i have told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god Hatred, wrath, strife, envyings. I mean, you get, you might, I mean, we might set ourselves up and say, yeah, murders I get, right? Mm-hmm. Idolatry I get. We don't realize that idolatry, we probably have some things that we put before God, right? And we need to be careful with that. But, but then the fruit of the Spirit, how do I get the fruit of the Spirit? Okay, I'm glad that verse 1 is written before these verses. Mm-hmm. Because these are not a list of do's and don'ts right. that you are keeping like a legal system in order to make it into heaven. Right. These are the things that if you're watching Christ, have no place in him. Mm-hmm. The first list are the things that if you're watching in Christ are going to be as natural and obvious as anything. Mm-hmm. This is about watching him. This is about I'm going to follow him as a dear child, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to be looking at the way he does it and model and mold my life in that pattern so that pretty soon here I am an adult capable. That Bible talks perfection. Mm-hmm. Perfection means Maturing. fully grown and mature and mm-hmm. whole. I'm going to be the Christian who can handle those things because that's my habit of life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It is my habit of life. To do it the way God, try to seek to do things the way Christ would have me to do them and not the opposite of what he would have me to do. The problem is, where's your eyes? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? Mm-hmm. What are you focused on? Are you mm-hmm. focused on these things of the world? Are you focused on Jesus Christ? Keep where down or keep where are you? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And if all I'm trying to do, I used to have this nightmare all the time when I was a kid. I don't know why this is coming up. I feel like after we get to verse 17, we kind of have to stop because we're, we're going to deal with family issues in the next week. And all those are kind of like a separate topic almost, but they're not. But I used to have this dream when I was a kid that I was always running for something. I still have it sometimes as an adult. I'm always running for something. And then I forget how to run. 
right? <laughs> in my dream, I'm telling myself, all you got to do is run. You're almost to safety, but I can't remember how to run. So I skip and I gallop and I trip and I fall and it ends up getting me in right before, you know, it goes for the jugular, I wake up. And I'm always saying, you know, I feel like spiritually speaking, running from all these things feels like that. Mm-hmm. If I'm running from that list, mm-hmm. I'm going to trip. And I'm going to forget how to run. Mm-hmm. I'm going to gallop. I'm going to get eaten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But if I'm running, not from, but toward Christ, mm-hmm. right? If I'm running toward Christ, he's got his arms outstretched. If I don't, if I start tripping, he's going to pick me up. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I start forgetting how to run, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. I can watch him run. He'll get my hand. We'll run together. I feel like there's such a difference in running at Christ and running from this wrong stuff yes it's happening at the same time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right but if i had him in front of me in my dream mm-hmm. it'd be no terror if you could remember because just, call just as soon right as they get close he reaches in and grabs me mm-hmm. he's going to do that every he's single time he's going to do that every time you know and, and i feel like that's the key to this is like st- be a child be a dear child of god watch mm-hmm. what he's doing mm-hmm. sit at his feet learn learn be quiet and learn mm-hmm. learn mm-hmm. right and and don't be that person who says don't tell me what to do because <laughs> god needs to tell you what to do so much right he needs, he needs to, to tell, tell you, you all to the time and he needs to tell you the same thing he told you yesterday because you done forgot <laughs> and you <laughs> need true. to hear it again <laughs> that's true and and he will tell you again and his that's what long suffering means. And, and, mm-hmm. the fruit of the spirit is long suffering we're supposed to do that with other people tell him again Love them again. Ask them again. Forgive them again. I know I already Show did that again, once. Do it again. Lead them but that's again, what Christ does for me. Again. Stop right? being so impatient. When you right. think about how patient God has to be with, I mean, be we patient. all want him to be yeah. patient with us. But we don't want to be patient one with another. We want to hurry up and get it done. And this is not fun. And this is not convenient. Not like it. So verse 13 of Ephesians read, Just read 13 through 17, then we'll stop. Okay. It says, But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Mm-hmm. The light shows what the dark, darkness is, right? Manifest means to be make it very obvious and very clear. Mm-hmm. I like to. I like clarity. I like people that say what they mean mm-hmm. and don't try to handle me. I've said that before on this podcast. I don't like to be manipulated. I want you just to really tell me mm-hmm. where we are, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. I can make some sense out of it. Mm-hmm. It says the light makes things manifest. Christ shows things as they are. Mm-hmm. Right? He didn't treat And not you. only does he show them how, how they are, he shows them how they are when he's finished with them. Mm-hmm. This is how they're going to be. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. And I make you be able to see it. Mm-hmm. So you can follow it, follow me and get there. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. And the so next verse going. says, Wherefore he saith, he being God, Awake mm-hmm. thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. The old man gets dies away, puts away, and the new man shows up. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I can tell you this in one phrase. My dad used to say to me all the time, <laughs> all the time. Act like you know something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he said. Right? I was going out with my friends or doing something or carrying on. Act like you know something. In other words, you know better than that. Mm-hmm. That's not who you are. 
Act like you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Act like you represent us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want you out there in the world bringing shame to your family or shame to your church or shame to yourself. Act like you know something. And that's literally what Paul's saying. If you're in the light, act like it. Mm-hmm. If you're in Christ, act like Christ. Don't be a fool. Make it obvious that this is what you believe. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and don't be afraid, oh, I'm going to stick out if I do that. That's the point. Stick out. <laughs> it is. It Be is. obviously because on the usually, side of Christ. Usually, the truth is, usually there's someone else that's just hoping. What a ridiculous thing. I don't want them to notice Jesus in me. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. That's the only good thing there when is. When you're a in teenager, me. sometimes you but might think that's the that's only good the thing that there is. Mm-hmm. I want you to see Jesus in me. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't care. What a silly thing Satan has us believe mm-hmm. that we want to hide that. Mm-hmm. Make it obvious. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Mm-hmm. Redeeming the time. Don't waste it. Don't waste you your opportunity. You can get a it's lot a of wasted back. opportunity if I'm not showing Christ in the world. But you can get I'm a lot of things back. You can't get time back. Nope. Right? Once time is done, it's gone. You can't get I've it back. I've known people that have died when out of this life, and I think, did I talk to them about the Lord? Did I, was enough? I a witness mm-hmm. to them? Did, did I, I say I what enough? I needed yeah. to say? And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. I didn't. You know what? I, I didn't redeem the time. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. What is his will? To make him known. It is his will to that know none God should and perish, to make him known. Right? None should perish, that all yep. should come to the repentance. That's his will. Also, sometimes I have to pray, protect me from myself. Mm-hmm. Protect me from myself because I can cause my own grief. I can cause my own um, shame. God forgive us oh. for thinking we're too good. Uh-huh. I don't want to, to be, be wise in my his. own eyes. I want to be uh, wise right? in his eyes. Too right? dignified to be mm-hmm. obviously his. Redeem the time. Ridiculous. Once the time is gone, you can't get it back. And I think there's a, I don't think there's anybody who's listening to this today who doesn't know there are things or hasn't felt there are things I wish I'd have done. I yeah. should have done this. I shouldn't. I didn't. I wasted I didn't. the time. I can remember a lady that I worked with, and I, I won't call her by name. I'm sure there's people that know her, but... Um, she didn't want to retire. She kept working and working and working until she was way into her 70s, and she didn't want to retire. And she finally decided, okay, well, I'll retire. My husband wants to travel, and we want to do all this stuff. And she retired, and the next week we saw that her husband had passed away. She waited all that time and then didn't get to do. Those are things that you don't, those are things that you learn from. You see things that happen to other people, and you realize when God tells you to redeem the time, he means that. You don't get to make up time. Okay. All right. So I think we're finished. Are you making a note where we'll be starting next week, Uh, Mark Coleman? We will start. I'll tell Mark, too. Yeah, Mark, don't forget. We're in Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to start, what is it, verse 17? I think it's 18. 18. We're going to talk about the submission of the wife and the family and the Christ as the head of the church. And I know there's a lot fun of... Fun times. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> always anxious for that one because they can't wait you to see will how, enjoy it. how women are going to talk yes. about that. Yeah. We're going to, we'll probably surprise you how yeah. we'll talk about that. Right. Um, but thank you for joining us. Keep your Bibles open. Stay battle ready.